Hey yo, and here we go. Another episode of We Talk Comics. I am the Crown Prince of Charisma, Mo, and I am joined by the the uh, Chief Defender of the Faith, the King of the Casters, Mr. Brett Podcast. And we're especially excited today for this special episode. We have with us a, uh, a true renaissance man. And in fact, I don't think I could do justice uh, to describe who he is. I think the best thing to do is have him describe it himself. Sir, please tell us who you are and why you're awesome. Wow, man. That's, ooh, that's a hard task. Okay. Let me think here. Um, I'm Dan Fogler. And <laughs> I'm, I'm awesome for so many reasons. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, but I'm also, I'm also a humble, just a humble man. And uh, I don't want to... I, I don't want to just be tooting my horn, but uh, you know I'm I'm fun. <laughs> I, I uh, I've done some fun stuff that people like. Um, I mean, what are you really? Give us give us the most recent awesome. You want me to give you the most recent awesomeness of, about me? I I'm thinking that it should have something to do with the show. The show. Yeah, what are we here to talk about? Oh, well, I thought we were here to talk about my, my book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, un- unless you don't think it's awesome, but, but I mean, well, <laughs> I tell you what. Let's say you won a Tony Award. You've been in movies. You and now you have written a graphic novel. This is your second uh, graphic novel, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. This is the first one was Moon Lake. Um. Which is uh, my homage to like Twilight Zone, um, and this one is uh, <clears throat> Brooklyn Gladiator. It's my homage to all things sci-fi and uh, Blade Runnery, I guess. <laughs> there you go. And before we go too far, I just want to say the fact that you can toot your own horn should get you some extra tips on the weekend. Wait, say that last part again. <laughs> The fact you can toot your own horn should get you some extra tips on the weekend. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess so. I, you got to be real flexible to toot your own horn, fellas. You got to be, <laughs> be, 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 be yoga. You got to do yoga, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, 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 <laughs> my, my, event, my Olympic event is the 100-meter sit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the 1,000-yard uh, eat. <laughs> 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 so let's get a look into Brooklyn Gladiator a little more. Uh, you know, okay. uh, you, you, the concept came about how? Wow. Okay. So, I mean, I guess it, I, I've always been a fan of uh, of uh, sci-fi, um, and this, if you, you know, it, it's an homage to. Everything that I love, which is what I always put into my work, um, and uh, it's—I guess you know—you you read it and you say, "Oh, it's it's this is an homage to Akira um, and Blade Runner and even The Matrix and um, Escape from New York," uh, and um, but it's it's hero's journey, you know, and, and he's a um, He's a blossoming psychic. He's starting to have these dreams and these uh, astral projection abilities. And he's just this, you know, he's this guy who is 
this MMA, you know, underground fighter, uh, like a deathmatch fighter, who makes his living that way, but he's starting to have these um, psychic abilities, which are helping him navigate this this martial law ruled world that he's in. Um, and that psychic uh, blossoming is is kind of like um, uh, Jedi uh, ability, you know, like this, it's kind of like the hero's journey that Luke goes on, you know, where he starts to hone his abilities. So, I mean, it, it, it's really, like I said, it's an homage to all those things that I love. And then on top of that, the, the idea came around um, right around uh, 9-11, um, and I was in New York, and I, I was like, I lived through that, and uh, and that really started opening up my mind. Um, started asking a lot of questions about what's really going on, and um, so I thought, so I just went down the rabbit hole, uh, and uh, and thought, what if there was a universe where all conspiracy? Let's just say that all conspiracy theories are true and uh, that's that's where what were the seeds for Brooklyn Gladiator and um, so I thought you know why not why not make this uh, story and I, and, I, and, I, and I started writing it right around the time that uh, Trump was running for president and I thought wow if this man wins, it would be like it would be a sci-fi, you know, story. And uh, and then, so so I thought, you know, let's write a story of like, what if Trump wins and he does build a wall, and that and then the wall grows and and he basically builds a, a wall totally around America and, and we secede from the rest of the world, you know, and, and inside. America is this, and then the walls just keep on growing higher and higher. Uh, inside is a world where um, the information is redacted, and uh, it's more like a you know martial law and prison states, and, and people are don't really care because they're being fed this uh, really potent uh, drug that allows them to just escape and and uh, all the rights have been taken away and and um john miller is is kind of like the uh, the neo in this world the you know he's sitting there and he's saying well he's got the splinter in the back of the bed telling him that things are not what they seem and um he just has this itch to get the hell out of new york and get the hell out of america and, and to Canada, where he was born, and back to uh, his family there to um, see what's really going on in the outside of America. And um, once he, you know, once he goes through this whole gauntlet Rube Goldberg device, escape from New York, just to get out, just to get a plane out of America. And then once he gets out, he realizes, uh, wow, the rest of the world is mired in a very highly advanced technical World War III, and it's right at the doorstep of America, and America has no idea. And, uh, or, the, or the citizens have no idea. And um, so that's, that's this world that I'm, I, I'm working with. 
So that's um, not so much a, a fiction as a prediction, is what you're saying. Well, I mean, it it, it started out as fiction, and then, <laughs> and, then and then Trump won, and then I was then it was just like, wow, we are now living the sci-fi movie. We are we're basically this is the premise of the Running Man, isn't it? I mean, like, yeah. You know, it's like uh, so here we are, and now my my dystopian twenty thirty three New York, you know, doesn't it doesn't seem so so much fantasy. It seems really uh, quite real that that you know he, Trump was talking about the other day. I was joking about this, and you know I was like, hey, yeah, we should do a thing where Trump just declares martial law and declares himself emperor, you know. And, uh, and uh, and then he was talking the other day about um, loving how uh, the China, China, what China's doing. I love what China's doing. With the, you know, they're, 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 it's like a, yeah, the president you know, for life. Yeah, exactly, president for life. You hear Trump saying shit like that and talking about uh, you know um, military parades, and, and and it's just like, wow, what the fuck. Yeah, yeah. You know what? We're we're in Western Canada, so for us, we're just watching it as a uh, as a reality TV show. The way I think your president intends it, because we're not living it the same way. We're just watching it, going. You know, the other day, his sixty four minutes there in Pennsylvania a couple of days ago. I'm watching that. I'm thinking that's the best stand up special that and better than anything Netflix has put on the last month. <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh, it's getting surreal. It's it's and. It's strange because uh, it's strange when you write something and suddenly you see echoes of it in reality, and um, it's uh, it's it's scary. Um, so I'm 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 basically writing this as a you know as a as a warning you know as an entry warning. <laughs> uh, it's it's um, I mean it's really. It's really fun. It's 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 an homage to all of the uh, the movies I grew up. Those testosterone fueled, you know, rampage, uh, beat 'em up, uh, you know, Bruce Willis, Schwarzenegger kind of movies that I grew up on. And as the story goes on, you realize that John Miller is really like the last of these guys, and that there is a new. Regime taking over, um, and that, and that's what this. That there's a major upheaval in this, the energy of the world, and all of these psychics start blossoming, and it comes from this um, feminine energy that has been deep down for for thousands of years. And now it's now it's you know Gaia essentially. The mother is fighting back, and. Uh, so that's, that's just the heart of Brooklyn Gladiator. That's what this is all about. And, hey, it's got lots of uh, violence, and we had a chance to read it here. So we got a, a copy and, you know, lots of violence and swearing. I could have used a little more gratuitous nudity, if you could uh, throw that in for the future. I'll do my best. I'll do my best. All right. Good, good. Brett, you got a question. Well, I'm, I'm interested because, like, as we talk about Trump and stuff like that, is there this idea that as – as reality itself becomes more insane, that you as a writer, your fiction has to has to become, you know, twice, three times more insane. Like how far how far can we push things? 
Right. Well, I mean, I just you just got to say. I think it's our job as writers and and podcasters and artists and entertainers to, just like Shakespeare said, put a mirror up to reality, and uh, you know that's that's what our job is. We're we're supposed to comment and talk about all this stuff and and make people think about it. And and I think that um, I think that uh, what needs to happen. But what was your question? I want to answer your question. Well, I just I just want to know, like, because as reality just gets more and more insane, like, yeah. you I just have to keep pushing. It. Basically, what I got to do is just keep my pulse on what's happening here. Um, with uh, the political climate, with just with the entire global climate, and try and 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 try to say, okay, what are the rip? What's the ripple effect of that? You know where where does that land at 2033, um, and you know what's the butterfly effect of, of that? And uh, you just try to you know guess and 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 try to make it as uh, entertaining and um, but truthful as possible. Just that just what, really what I think what might happen to us, you know, um, if we. If, we are on the brink of having all of our rights being taken away, um, becoming becoming prisoners. So, you know, we're so close to this um, reality of, uh, of um, you know, being sheeple, and uh, and and the apathy is is intense. And I, it's, I think it's our job to to wake people up and to to help people realize how um, powerful we are and how powerful our um, our brain power is. And if we just uh, put our heads together, if we just and if we just really like you see these kids. Um, Taking a stance on uh, the gun laws and everything, and you know, I, I, I think that the whole Second Amendment thing is is so tricky because in, they were put there because they were creating militias to defend themselves against the British, uh, which is like it's like that amendment. Is the the whole seeds of our entire fucking country? It's you know it's like that. Yeah. Like we fought for this country. So so how how do you? And here we are. We're we're in this climate where you're just like holy fuck. Our government's out of control, and uh, maybe it is up to us to to fight back. But what I don't a, a bloody riddled revolution I think is, is not the way but the discussion um, it definitely aligns with that second amendment I don't think that I think I, don't, I think that uh, you know kids shouldn't be able to get fucking guns you know like they, they can't drink yet <laughs> like they yeah. can't, you know they shouldn't be able to get a fucking gun um, not that the two of those go hand in hand, mm. but uh, you know what I'm saying. Like they're, 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 the rules for guns seem so ridiculous here in America, and, and the fact that 
the the vetting process, you know, and, and people who are insane, people who, um, uh, it's it's just really, I mean, I, you know, we can go down that rabbit hole forever, but I, I think that there's, there needs to be some kind of revolution, uh, and, and it's around this topic, this Second Amendment topic. Um, that's, that's at the core of it. And I, I, but I think the revolution is a discussion. I think it's, uh, I think it's an evolution of how we think about this stuff. Yeah, as a, like you say, as Canadians, I mean, we're, uh, it's, it's a confusing thing to us to, to watch you guys go through it too, because, I mean, I, I think a lot of countries don't understand it unless you're living in the States. But, Brett, you had another question as well. Well, I was I was actually interested in how um, getting back to the comic a little bit how we're how we're going to break out the comic uh, through Chapter House like so we've got the zero coming out on April 11th. How is the release schedule going to going to come out, and how much have you written? And, well? and yeah, also in in addition to that, what was the journey from Kickstarter to Chapter House? Right, so Kickstarter. Um, that was, we did that, um, to create volume zero as a preview, as, as a, as a, as a selling tool. I was like, Hey, this is it. I was like, Hey, Kickstarter backers. I, I, I need some help here putting together this universe that I've been creating. And then we were going to use that as a pitch package to go to various uh, publishers and see if they would want to uh, print a volume one. And um, so I, you know, it, it, it's tough to make comic books on your own. And uh, so we got volume one, uh, volume uh, zero together, and it was about 55 pages, and I was sh- shopping it around. And, um, and you know, the interest was... Uh, was tricky because um, you know there wasn't uh, a, um, it was all about like who we were going to get like right now we have this you know really cool preview but we're planning on getting you know uh, Simon Beasley to do volume one we're planning on getting uh, you know Ben Templesmith to do an art well you know and we had all of these uh, and they are but it was hard to you know, just sell them on that idea. And um, Chapter House, uh, Jay Baruchel, who is a buddy of mine, we've done movies together, fanboys. Um, I've talked to him about Brooklyn Gladiator over the years, and uh, he always loved the idea. And I think it spoke to him because the character was from uh, Toronto, and he was living in Brooklyn, and he was trying to get escape and go back to, to Canada and uh, and he said hey man I'm I'm investing in Chapter House uh, do you have any books you want to bring over and I said yeah <laughs> uh, because uh, Moon Lake um, had kind of uh, stalled over at uh, Boom which basically it was with Archaea and Archaea was lovely and they I did two volumes of Moonlight with them and then once Boom swallowed up Archaea my, all, all the Archaea books kind of got pushed to the back burner so I, I didn't get a lot of love there so I said you know I'm thinking of moving my um, 
moved like books over and started fresh with that and, and he said and he suggested Jay suggested why don't we do a Moon Lake omnibus I said and, and so we're going to put that out in October that's volume one and volume two and about 150 pages of previously unpublished material that's that's my that's my twilight zone on THC that's how I like to pitch Moon Lake nice. uh, <laughs> and uh, so that's coming out a big big book is coming out um, in October around Halloween so that should be awesome uh, and I said, hey, I got this other thing, um, Brooklyn Gladiator, you know, I talked about. And I sent it over to them. And I said, you know, I'm thinking of doing something with, with this. And they said, we love the volume zero. We want to we wanna print this. Um, and I said, great. Uh, so, so that's what's happening. They're going to print volume zero, um, which is, uh, you know, it's the introduction to the universe. And then... Uh, volume one, I'm planning on putting out a volume every uh, every year. So volume one will come out um, April next year, and then uh, Sean Beasley is doing that one, which I'm very excited about. Always been a fan of his since Lobo, and uh, so he's it's incredible when you get to work with you like your childhood heroes, you know. Uh, so he's he's working on that. I'm really excited about that. Um, so that'll be out uh, in the spring, and then I'm going to put out a volume every year, basically, a hundred pages, a hundred page volume every year. And uh, I'm going to continue with uh, uh, Moon Lake as well. So Chapter House is uh, championing championing me, and uh, it's very exciting. I'm, I'm hoping that the books do well for them. Um, and uh, basically, Jay said, "You know, uh, yeah, you know, keep it coming. We they love all the ideas. So hopefully, I'll be putting out a whole menagerie of uh, projects with them over the years. And I have a lot of I have a lot. Um, you know, as I've been working on Brooklyn Gladiator, I've uh, I've developed. It's become my Star Wars saga. You know, it's, I've developed." prequels and, and sequels and sidequels and so it's a crossovers into Moon Lake and it, it's a, it's a whole it's a whole epic uh, thing now. So I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about the uh, Andrew Harrison who's uh, listed as your co-writer. Uh, kind of yeah. what role did he play? Uh, Andrew helped me uh, uh, shape it and he put in some uh, some great dialogue and, and he has really been um my uh, really managing um, the materials and and helping me uh, over the over the time uh, really putting the, the the nice bow on the package. Um, he uh, he has, makes his own comics as well. Uh, he has a book that I really like called Golgotha, and um, and. He and I are developing stuff together, um, and he worked on Moon Lake uh, Volume Two with me. He really helped. Uh, he wrote several stories, and he um, he helped me gather a lot of artists as well. Uh, so he's been my partner in crime with this, um, as I've been, uh, as we've been. You know, coming to fruition and getting to Chapter House, he's really helped me uh, 
I guess he's been, I guess he's been my editor. I guess that's what you would call him. But he's a lot more than that. He's he's like a real real collaborator. Um, basically, I, I've been thinking about Brooklyn Gladiators since uh, early 2000s, and I and I handed uh, uh, Andrew like pages and pages of of Brooklyn Gladiator. Brooklyn Gladiator outline of story, and I handed it to him, and he, you know, he really helped me craft it into a, into a, the volume one, a volume zero, uh, as it is, um, and uh, I, I owe a lot to his uh, his uh, editorial eye there. Um, uh, yeah, and he's going to continue, and he's great. He's, he, he, you should look into his books as well. Um, well, we'd uh, we'd love to have him on. <laughs> we, yeah, I hear. I understand. Is he British? No, uh, no, no. He's. Uh, I think he. I think he grew up on the East Coast, maybe Chicago. No, he's not. He's not a Brit. Um, I met him on the Van retreat, and we just uh, we just had a lot of the same, a lot of stuff in common, and um, we've just been collaborating ever since. And I was looking up somebody, Andrew Harrison Comics, and somebody came up with him, some British uh, history of British comics, and so I was wondering if it was him and if it was. But uh, we also got uh, Tom Hodges, who is doing the art. Uh, I guess he did the pencils, the inks, and the coloring. Uh, how did he come to the book? And uh, tell us a little bit about what he what he does on it. Uh, he did pencils and inks, and uh, Dennis Calero did the coloring. Oh, Dennis Calero, okay. Um, Tom Hodges... Uh, I, he did some work for me for uh, the first um, Moon Lake book and the second, I think. And uh, and I, re- I was really a fan of his art. He he does a lot of Star Wars stuff, so I thought he'd be perfect for this. Um, and so he helped design the characters, a lot of the characters. Uh, you can see in the back of uh, Volume Zero, there's that whole gallery section and uh, design section. I love a lot of those pictures. Oh my God. There's that one picture of uh, Benny who is the uh, he's my homage to uh, to Mickey uh, you know from Rocky. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, the Burgess Meredith character. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's like the Burgess Meredith meets uh, the Beastie Boys essentially. <laughs> he uh, he I love how he drew that picture. It was so spot on. Um, yeah, uh, that's how Moon Lake was really a perfect way to to just marinate in the comic book world. Like I, I I met so many different artists and so many different writers, and, and they're now resources for um, when I make my stuff now. And uh, it's just really. It's just really cool. Yeah, Ben McCool, of course, who's done uh, Captain America and worked for Image. His name is also in his, some additional writing. What did what did he kind of come in and do? Yeah, he came in at the end and uh, he did a lot of uh, uh, editing. Um, he did, uh, you know, he, he he came in and really put in my head. Um, the notion of uh, just telling enough, you know, not 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 
let let the let the audience kind of guess. You know, if you if you tell them too much at first, um, they uh, you know you they they know what's going to happen already, and uh, so you want to stay ahead of them. And um, I thought with the volume zero, it had a lot of exposition. I thought that he really helped me uh, mold it and uh, and really just get this the real specifics that I needed out and really cut a lot of fat. And um, so he was cool. He did this he did this book called Choker with Ben Templesmith. And I read that and I thought, oh my goodness, you know, we have a lot of the same teams in here. Um, you have a police force that is uh, enhanced by like a super soldier serum and it's in my police forces is enhanced by nanites and um but i said you know otherwise there's you know a lot of, there's a lot of crossover here and, I, and we, we've been talking about maybe doing a crossover where his detective character comes in to the brooklyn gladiator world um and uh is investigating um Sean Miller and uh, so who knows man there may be some cool crossover in the future uh, with with uh, that story Ben Templesmith I want to get him in he's um, perfect for the uh, the dark vibe of the story he's definitely awesome yeah, yeah. And, and so is Beasley uh, so I mean that's yeah great visuals and so is Beasley. I mean, having both yeah. of those guys is just, that's awesome. You know, and that's my plan. I mean, I, I want to do, I want to do every volume is like a, a new, amazing artist. Um, kind of like, um, you know, Judge Dredd, he's like, he's a, he's a legend. You know, he's like, he's already a legend. And he's got all the music. <laughs> He can be depicted by all of these different artists, and he's still, he's still the same story, you know. Uh, it's like a tall tale. That's what I want to do with uh, with Brooklyn Gladiator, like uh, John Miller. It's uh, told from different perspectives, but it's the same story of this legend. And I want to have all these all of these eclectic styles from all these different amazing artists. Uh, telling their stories about John Miller, you know, um, built up over time. Uh, it becomes, it's epic, and you know, it becomes it's it becomes uh, biblical as as his, as John's psychic abilities uh, rise uh, and blossom. You know, he he becomes like a, a prophet. He's like a, a spirit warrior. It's very it's very Jedi. Uh, in that sense, um, yeah, it's an it's an homage to, like I said, everything I love. And I think uh, I think what's fun about it is you can have people come in and play in that universe who are not at all doing you know these characters who create their own characters and play in that universe and have some neat stuff. But I, I think we're this is all the time we have scheduled with you. I mean, we could keep going for a long time because we you know I mean I think there's a lot to talk about, but. Um, we should wrap it up because uh, you've been very good to us here. Give us a good half hour. and um, We have a little segment on We Talk Comics that we like to do 
at the end here. It's a little something we call plug your shit. So please, plug your shit. <laughs> okay, Wes. Plug that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, of course, just to reiterate, we got Brooklyn Gladiator on shows uh, in April. And then um, there's this movie out now called Bex. It's a little independent movie I did um, with uh, Lena Hall and uh, uh, Mina Shavari. And, uh, and that's really like a fun in the coming of age movie that I think it's on Amazon and uh, iTunes. It was out in the theaters for a little bit. Um, and then uh, I got this this little other little movie called Fantastic Beasts, uh, <laughs> the two. That's coming out um, in November. Uh, Shot for about 100000 I understand. Is that right? About 100 k on that one? <laughs> the budget? $12? 12, 12 yeah, it's a, a little thing. Uh, yeah, no, it's going to be gigantic. It's going to be epic. Um, so that'll be fun. Uh, I'll probably uh, be making an appearance on the Goldbergs uh, come Thanksgiving, you know, uh, and probably a couple times before then. Um, so that should be interesting. Uh, and uh, um, oh. I got a podcast. It's called uh, 4D Experience, Dan Fogler's 4D Experience Podcast. And um, we have amazing guests on uh, all the time. And uh, I don't know if you've seen 4D movies. Yep. Uh, but uh, so this, uh, we go see all sorts of movies. But um, I saw, I really got into 4D movies. I love the whole feels like a ride, you know, yeah, the, the seats move and the wind and everything. And so uh, the, the 4D, uh, the 4D experience people, you know, who, who make uh, these movies, who make these like uh, events, um, they came on as our sponsor. So uh, that's going to be, it's like a, it's like a legitimate thing now. <laughs> <laughs> It's very exciting. So I'm going to be going over there. At, uh, we'll be doing events um, around uh, Fantastic Beasts, but also other uh, large movies. Um, I can't really talk about it right now, but uh, look out for that. Um, and uh, so that's exciting. You can tweet at me. I'm at Mr. Dan Fogler uh, on Instagram as well. Uh, things are percolating, man. A lot, a lot going on. Uh, but uh, oh, definitely check out uh, Moon Lake Omnibus. That's in October, and uh, I'll be around at all the different Comic Cons this year because of press. Uh, so um, come and say hi. I'm an amiable dude. <laughs> all right, awesome. Well, thank you so much. And and since you have excellent people on your podcast. We are willing to be on, just so you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. Why the hell not? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> we can uh, talk about anything because it's what we do. It's all we do. This was this was great. Thank you very much, Dan. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, please, everybody, go check out his work. And Brooklyn uh, Gladiator on Chapter House. You know it. Thank you. All right, my pleasure. All right, we'll talk to you again. Okay, guys. All right.